0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com super because honestly, being a human can be exhausting. Hey, brother. Okay guys, so Encanto finally dropped on Disney+, Plus, which means I was finally able to see it. And the moment it was over, I'm sure that I was thinking the same thing everybody else was thinking. Who is this Bruno over at Disney that is causing such a ruckus? Because in case you didn't notice, two different Disney property movies have had a catchphrase or a song literally bashing the character named Bruno. First in Luca, it's the voice inside of your head that you can and should silence. Silencio Bruno. And now of course in Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. I mean, it's not exactly the most common name and it's popping up back to back in rather significant ways. So of course we here at Supercarlin' Brothers started to wonder, what if it's not a coincidence? What if it's literally the same person? And if that is in fact the case, does it mean that Bruno from Encanto is actually Alberto from Luca's father? Silencio Bruno! No, 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 no. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Stamps.com. Guys, if you own a small business or even if you just live in the crazy hectic times that we live in, you know that time is so very valuable. And stamps.com saves you both time and money from keeping you from having to go to the post office. You can send letters and packages with discounted rates right from your computer. You might know that Jay and I buy an enormous number of trading cards here at SCBHQ and we like to sell a bunch of those on the internet. And one of my favorite things about shipping is using these really, really cool like gold bubble so he doesn't want to like, you know, open up the mailbox like shiny goldenness, right? but it's also a lot of shipping, which is why we use stamps.com. It allows us to be super efficient and get the best rates. And with their rate advisor tool, you can compare rates and timelines to make sure you're getting the best deal. And the best part is you don't need any special supplies to get started. If you have a computer and a printer, you're ready to go. So save time and money with stamps.com. There's seriously no risk. And with our promo code supercarlin, you can get a special offer that includes a four week trial, free postage and a Digital scale. There are no long term commitments or contracts. Simply go to stamps.com, click the microphone in the top right corner of the screen, and enter code supercarlin. Once again, it's going to be stamps.com, promo code supercarlin. Link is in the description down below. Right out of the gate, I wanna give a huge shout out to Ben Stanley, AKA How Have You Been, over on TikTok for sending us this theory. Great name, by the way, dude. Easily top one name. Anyway, if you wanna check out his original post, I will link it in the description down below. Okay, so as a refresher, back in Luca, Silencio Bruno is Alberto's battle cry, if you will, whenever he's about to do something reckless. Um. It's never actually outright confirmed that Bruno is Alberto's father, but I do think there are some context clues that help suggest that this is the case. Alberto, you can't. Alberto, you're gonna die. Alberto, don't put that in your mouth. These are all very classic things that a father might say to his son. We do, of course, ultimately learn that Alberto's father does leave him, so the Silenzio Bruno could be part of the coping mechanism towards how Alberto feels about the way his father used to tell him things he couldn't do. To be fair, he was probably saying these things, you know, For his safety, because Alberto's relationship with gravity is a little lax at best. Gravity, also known as (laughs) poly! But either way, he abandoned him. So whatever his intent was, doesn't matter. He's not exactly father of the year material. Ultimately, the end result is anything that his dad told him to do is wrong. Anything he told him not to do is obviously right. But so now let's get to it because despite having the same name of Bruno, there are some problems we need to tackle first. Like for example, Encanto takes place in Colombia and Luca takes place in Italy. And does the timing even work out? And doesn't Bruno say that he's been living in the walls for the past 10 years? These are all really good points, but I also assure you they're very explainable. First, let's tackle the timing though, because this one in particular lines up really, really well. We don't have exact dates as to when either of these movies specifically take place, but we do have some really good clues that help us get inside the ballpark. In Encanto, for example, we do know that the candle that is burning that is giving everybody their powers has been burning for the past 50 years. We also know that the catalyst for the miracle in Encanto is when Abuela's husband, Pedro, is killed in some kind of armed conflict. Although this hasn't been confirmed yet, the thing that we are most likely witnessing is the Thousand Days War. This is based on the fact that the soldiers are on horseback and carrying swords. And that war took place between the years of 1899 and 1902. So if you add 50 years of the candle burning, we're in the 1950s. That idea is then kind of further corroborated by the fact that the, like, Fashion and technology featured inside of Encanto is very 1950s. And this is the exact same time frame that we're seeing in Luca, at least according to a tweet from the director Enrico Casarosa. And now, where things get tricky is when it comes to the ages. We know that the Madrigal family has the ceremony where the children get their powers at age five. And we know that Bruno leaves right after Mirabelle's ceremony, where she doesn't actually end up with a power. And according to one of the directors of Encanto, Mirabelle is supposed to be 15 years old, which means means. means that Bruno is missing for a total of 10 years. Alberto, on the other hand, is 14 years old when we see him and Luca. So if Bruno is in fact his father, he's been missing from Alberto for at least four years, which actually is pretty possible and also very terrible. We see on the wall in Alberto's tower that he has been tallying the marks since his dad left. And yes, I counted all of them and there are 360 marks. So basically he kept count for about a year, but then he also tells Luca this. I just stopped counting after a while. So when he says a while, what he means is an entire year, but for a whole year, just to be classified as a while, it's been a while since he counted. And that amount of time in order for this theory to work needs to be four years, which I'm gonna go ahead and place neatly in the realm of possibility. This is, of course, super terrible, but also fairly in keeping with Bruno's character to kind of abandon his family. After all, that's how he would have ended up in Italy to begin with. That being said though, there is already a built-in reason as to why he ultimately would have left Alberto, and that is the vision about Mirabel. He would have known that it was about to come to fruition and at that point in time, he would need to return home. On top of that, and just let me say, I don't think that this excuses him at all, but the fact that he does have the ability to see the future might mean that he was able to see that eventually Alberto would find a home with Massimo, which at best is some like real bad Dumbledore logic, but what are you gonna do? Prophecies make people do some weird things. So with all of that out of the way, basically the idea here is that he leaves the Madrigal family and ultimately finds himself in Italy where he meets Alberto's mother, who must be a sea monster. And honestly, even that totally adds up to me because as someone who literally came from a family where everybody is magical, a sea monster probably isn't that shocking or alarming at all. One of the things that I will admit that is a little bit off here though, is Alberto's last name. It's Scorfano, and not Madrigal. But even that kind of makes sense because Bruno is already in hiding from a very famous and well-known family. So kind of makes sense that they would have gone with the mom's last name. So all of the circumstances line up really, really nicely. But the other thing that's really crazy about this is just how similar Alberto and Bruno are. For example, inside of Casita, Bruno's room is the tower of the house and Alberto, also lives in a tower, and not just a tower, a tower where the main door to it is actually walled off. We also have the scene where Bruno is kind of like shifting between all of the various inside of the wall characters that he is, and he puts a bucket on his head. This is very similar or reminiscent to how Alberto gives Luca like a strainer for a helmet, which I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, somehow having a loose piece of metal on your skull feels more dangerous. Whenever Bruno makes a prediction, the prophecy shows up on a green piece of glass. And when we first meet Alberto, he's literally collecting a green sea glass bottle. And then up inside of his tower, there are tons of these green sea glass bottles. And. It gets better. Both of them have hammocks that they sleep in inside of their spaces, where they use a certain kind of decorating style that I like to refer to as clutter, which I can super tell you can relate. But the very specific clutter is also interesting. For example, they have the exact same gramophone and this one's really cool, but if you notice behind Bruno in this scene here, he has a boot with a plant growing out of it. I don't know if this reminds you of anything, but it totally should because it is extremely reminiscent of the boot with a plant growing out of it that is the key MacGuffin of the entire plot of Wally. And you might be wondering, well yeah, but that's Wally and not Luca. Correct. But guess who had that boot before Wally? Alberto. Boom, I shoulda say. Boot. I mean, what foresight to collect what will go on to be an incredibly important boot, am I right? It's like What, can this guy see the future or something? Oh wait, do you see what I mean? There are so many similarities between how these two characters live. But there is one fairly large caveat that we are yet to discuss, and that is the character from Encanto known as Dolores. Dolores, in case you have forgotten, because there are a whole bunch of Madrigals and I would totally understand, is the one who is able to hear everything. And as a result, is a bit of a gossip. No one. Now, the issue with Dolores is at the end of the movie, she says this. Yo, I knew he never left, the him every day. Which, agreed, makes it sound like Bruno literally never left the house. However, I do think the tone of her voice here and a line that she gives earlier in the movie. The only one worried about the magic is you. And the rats talking in the walls. Oh, and Luisa. Makes the previous comment at the end of the movie fueled much more by like, confirmation bias. Like it sounds like she's confirming a long-term possible suspicion rather than like revealing that she actually knew this secret the entire time. And I actually like this explanation a lot more because for one, if she had literally known this piece of information the entire time and never told anybody in the family, it makes me kind of like Dolores a lot less. And besides that, I think we can go back to the point that we made earlier, which is that Dolores is a gigantic gossip. In this scene right here, Maribel literally can't take her eyes off of her for even a second without her immediately gossiping to the people around her. So to me, that means someone who doesn't come across as being good at keeping secrets. So I don't think that it means that she literally heard him every single day. I think it means that She heard something talking inside of the walls and because it is an incredibly magical house with incredibly magical people everywhere, maybe wouldn't be entirely surprised if there were some rats that could talk, but maybe also had this otherwise quiet suspicion that maybe someone was living inside of there. In fact, all this makes me even more confident that Bruno was gone for some period of time, because she can quite literally hear her love interest reciting poetry across town at night, but not her own uncle inside of the walls, on the other side of the dinner table, eating alongside you. That moment where he has like his plate drawn on the piece of wood was really sad, but maybe not as sad as when he abandoned his own son, Alberto, in Italy as a sea monster to fend for himself. Also, this makes me wonder though, Does that mean that Casita somewhere has a door for Alberto? And if so, What would his power be? Because he's already a sea monster. Double powers! Again, I wanna give a huge thank you to Ben Stanley for submitting this theory to us. Again, if you wanna check out his original video, you can do so in the description down below. Otherwise, guys, what do you think? Do you think that Bruno could be Alberto's father or do you just think it's some really, really, really bizarre coincidence or person who works at Disney that a bunch of the animators, for whatever reason, don't like? Let us know in the towel section down below. But guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, if you want check out more Pixar theory action from us. You can see this video right here where we discuss how Luca fits into the Pixar theory. Otherwise, until next time, bye.